Daily Draft Report. Set your DVR to record now. Good morning, everybody. Happy Friday. This is your Daily Draft Report, the daily dose of prospect information for the NFL Draft, brought to you by Campus to Canton. Tonight's prospect is by far the most polarizing prospect I've done. I know I've said that several times, but Malik Willis, senior quarterback, super senior quarterback from Liberty, six foot one, 215 pounds, just had a monstrous senior bowl week. So happy to talk about this guy and happy to bring on my guest, Bobby Bishop. Bobby, how are you doing tonight, man? I'm doing well. How are you, Dwight? Good. I know we've talked about getting Malik on, so we just wanted to get through the senior bowl process and Real quick, going to shoot through his recruiting profile. He was a three-star guy, originally committed to Auburn. Uh, I think everybody knows that. He was enrolled there a couple years before he transferred to Liberty to be with Hugh Freeze there in the Liberty's offense and sat out 2019. But 2020 and 21, he was, I mean, he was a beast. You know, 20, He threw for 20 touchdowns, six, only against six interceptions in 2020, 27 and 12 in 2021. But the rushing is where he makes his money. Uh, he rushed for 944 yards and 14 touchdowns in 2020 and 878 yards, 13 touchdowns in 2021. Enough about the numbers. Uh, we all know what this kid. Here we go. We're going to make some arguments for and against him here. So, Bobby, what traits and attributes does Willis possess you think that will make him successful in the NFL? I think the first thing that immediately you notice when watching him is his athleticism and rushing upside. I was fortunate enough to see him in person in 2020 and immediately he was easily the fastest kid on the field by far. It was like watching a five-star high school prospect that's committed to Alabama playing against a bunch of high school kids that aren't committed at all. And you're just like, wow, that dude is quick, quick. But then obviously uh, we start to see other things besides just the rushing upside. Uh, His arm strength is incredible. Uh, He had the highest ball speed at 75.7 miles per hour at the Senior Bowl, and that was a record for since they started counting in, I think, 2017 at the Senior Bowl. And so that's going against Herbert, Josh Allen, and other great already established NFL quarterbacks going against them as Senior Bowl prospects. So, And you can see it on film that when he throws the ball, it pops out of his hand. And so, obviously, rushing, arm strength, I think, are the two biggest things. When you watch him, it, it's really hard not to think about Michael Vick. I mean, you look – do you remember Michael Vick? <laughs> you look a little bit young, so I don't know. But I don't know if you remember him, but, I mean, Michael Vick was the shit back in the day. So, <laughs> he has that, that same level of athleticism. I, I noticed it. Yeah, he looks like he's playing at a different speed. Like, when he takes off and runs, it is really scary for the defense. And then when he throws it too, there's that cannon. He just flicks it downfield like it's nothing. The problem is he doesn't flick it as accurately as he should, but we'll talk about that a little bit more. So other than just the sheer athleticism and the arm talent, is there anything else? Like I know he's he's got a lot of experience under his belt. That's kind of nice. Is there anything else that pops? Or Well, first of all, I love the Michael Vick comparison. I think it's funny that he's from Atlanta and he wears number seven. So I can almost guarantee that he grew up watching and idolizing Michael Vick. Um, at least a little bit before right. <laughs> certain events happen. In my yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think he also is a really good leader. 
they said that guys gravitated to him at the senior bowl, his players, his receivers, uh, they gravitated to him and they really respect him as a leader, but also he just is a very good person from what everyone has said. uh, He's not going to get involved in scandals or anything like that. He's a good guy who is going to work hard and you want the type of person to be the face of your franchise. You know, he's going to be a good guy. He's not going to be in nightclub allegations. Sorry, Kamara. Um, (laughs) He's going to stay off those type of newspaper outlets and stuff. That's an underrated thing these days. I mean, you'd figure a guy with that type of uh, – he plays with that kind of swagger. You know, you'd like to see it definitely not off the field. So a couple other things that I noticed, you know, that he throws to all levels of the field. He does let plays develop and runs through his progressions. He doesn't automatically just take off and run. They did quite often plan for him to run, you know, but but when, even when he didn't, he had a bad offensive line. And then there were times where – it was collapsing around him and he could have went much earlier than he did. So it's nice to see that, you know, and he's just, he's just an incredible athlete. I mean, that's all, that's all everybody will say. And this week was good to see him be composed and and do well amongst, you know, others that were playing at Liberty. He didn't play with the greatest talent in the world. So it was good to see him playing around, you know, all these other guys. So, and, and showing out pretty well against Howell, against Strong, against Pickett, you know, like these other guys that are, he's competing with. So, you definitely like to see him rise to the the challenge. So, all right, Bobby, we can't talk about Malik without talking about the about the weaknesses. So, what what do you see as is the main weaknesses that could stand in his way? I think landing spot is going to be extremely important, especially the coaching, offense coordinator, quarterback coach, wherever they draft him, because he needs work. If he goes out there and he right. plays as a rookie, we're going to see. A lot of turnovers. We're going to see a lot of just bad decisions, inaccurate passes. But if he goes somewhere with a great quarterback coach, great offensive coordinator, and if they let him sit for a year, I think that is a prime situation that we'll see him uh, do well. But, yeah, that the main weaknesses I saw on film were decision-making. A lot of times he would not throw it away, which he actually did a pretty good job of that at the Senior Bowl game. But he wouldn't throw it away, and instead he would keep running around because he was used to being the best athlete on the field and eventually throw it up and throw an interception or get sacked when he could have, instead of the loss of 10 yards, could have thrown it away. And then there were some accuracy issues as well. Not all of his interceptions were just bad decisions. Some were correct decision, correct read, overthrow. I didn't see him underthrow very often at all, which um, is a good sign. He did do that a few times, but not most of his interceptions were overthrow. And then the safety was just chilling back there and it right to the safety or something like that. So you tend to want to see a guy, if he's inaccurate, you want to see him overthrow rather than underthrow. And so that's obviously a weakness, but it could be worse. (laughs) He doesn't have a lot of touch on his ball. (laughs) He doesn't throw. He's kind of like Matthew Stafford, you know. Stafford in a lot, lot earlier in his career would just gun the heck out of every throw. Like no matter how short, no matter what level, you know, it's, but Stafford has learned it, you know, it's something you learn over time. Yeah. The decision-making is the big one. The accuracy, like I, if you watch tape of him, there were games where he could have had seven, eight interceptions, you know, and he just sometimes would get away with them, you know, because they were overthrows sometimes and, like the safety or the corner behind would just get kind of like 
oh gosh, the ball's here, you know, and kind of surprised by it, you know. Um, so there right. were definitely times where he could it could have been a lot worse, you know, and that's what's really scared me the most about him was that on tape it, it it was it was worse at time and when he played the best competition he played in college he didn't do very well you know he had he had some rough games against old miss he looked absolutely atrocious you know but he also was not surrounded with great talent either so um you can kind of take that with a grain of salt but i, I think what you said is key he's gonna have to go somewhere where he can learn where he can grow so a lot of mock draft databases actually have him going to Washington at 11. That's where it uh, seems to be a pretty popular place. A couple people have them going to, to Atlanta at eight, Carolina at six, Detroit at two. Please don't lions. I, I will be so mad. Um, Denver at nine. I mean, pretty much everybody right now, these are all like within the last couple days, everybody's got them going in the top 10, top 11, you know, Washington's at 11. So do you see any of those places you really like or any other places you can think of would be a really good fit? Yeah, I think his ceiling is two at Detroit. I was going to say that, and that's interesting. Someone mocked him there. The The biggest thing is that Detroit worked with him at the Senior Bowl, and right. if they loved him, if they loved his work ethic, if they feel like, hey, we have a great staff, let's go ahead and get a guy that we can develop. Um, Goff's contract is set up to cut after the next season, so it would be – I think right. Lions would be a great situation of learn for a year, let golf play, and then come out and be the guy after that, which too seems high for a project right. and not a guaranteed player. But QB1s in the past, going back to 2001, the only QB1 that wasn't top three was EJ Manuel at 16 in 2013, which that is a similar quarterback class to this one. Uh, in my opinion, but usually those top, the top, whoever the top quarterback is, no matter if it's Blake Bortles or Peyton Manning, he's going to go in the top three. I think that's a possibility. Giants at five, sitting behind Daniel Jones for a year. Panthers at six. Personally, I don't see that as a great landing spot just because I don't believe in the Panthers staff. And so they're trying to save their jobs right now. And I, I don't think Malik and him sitting for a year is the way to, that they'll save their jobs. Right. Um, Falcons is a little iffy. That'd be cool because it's his hometown, but Matt Ryan's contract is kind of set up for two more years. So I think they'll target a replacement, uh, the future quarterback next year, in my opinion. Denver's a great landing spot. He could learn behind Teddy for a year, or if they want to pick up a different bridge quarterback uh, on a one-year contract. Washington at 11. Obviously, that was – where we've seen a lot of mocks. I think that's a perfect landing spot. Sit behind Heineke, learn the system. Uh, and Riviera has yeah. had experiences with Cam, Cam Newton and Russian yeah. quarterbacks before. So that would be really good. Um, and then obviously, I think after that, someone might have to trade up to get him. But you see Minnesota at 12 uh, could see him as a replacement after Kirk Cousins and maybe an upgrade in the future. Cleveland at 13 could say, hey, we have Baker on this last year of his fifth-year option. Let's give Baker one more year and then him come in at Cleveland. Uh, and then, obviously, New Orleans at 18 has a murky quarterback room and Pittsburgh at 20. We saw right. a lot of Mike Tomlin talking to Malik at the Senior Bowl. I think 20, no matter what happens throughout the rest of the draft process, 20 is his floor. 
but I think if Pittsburgh really wants him, they'll have to trade up and get him. Yeah, I think so too. I don't see him making past 11 unless something goes really awry in the rest of this process. You know, I, I, I don't think either of those. I think Denver's Denver and, and Washington are both pretty interesting. Need quarterbacks. So without knowing landing spot, where, where would you target if you had a rookie draft tomorrow? Super flex, tight end premium. Where would you target Malik? Like, where is he going for you? What is he? I think right now today I would probably take him – I'd say probably top five at the lowest just because he's a little risky not knowing landing spot. Uh, I might take Brees Hall or uh, maybe Spiller, Isaiah Spiller, ahead of him just because they're really good running backs who I think will sh- for sure get volume. But I think I would take him, even today, I would take him as the number one quarterback in Superflex just because he has that upside. He's going to the be value. a stud in fantasy. Yeah. If he gets on that field and if he is limiting his poor decisions, he is almost as fast as Lamar Jackson and he can throw it as far as Josh Allen. And so right. he's going to be a stud in fantasy if he can get on the field and limit his bad decisions. Yeah, I think that's it's a one on one. It's not out of the question because I think in in a couple months, you know, if you don't like the landing spot or whatever, you can probably still fleep flip Willis for any of the other quarterbacks plus. Right. So, I mean, even if it's just simply because of value, I think his value is probably close to 101. So Definitely. Excellent. All right, Bobby, let everybody know where they can find you on Twitter, what you're working on. Uh, You can find me at I'm Bobby Bish, a little bit of a Bobby Schmurda reference for rap fans out there. You, I'm going to be working on uh, two rookie profiles this month. Uh, Kevin Harris and Zaquandre White, both running backs out of South Carolina day three running backs who could be some value in dynasty drafts coming up here in a little bit. So look out for those on dynasty nerds. Really excited to put those together. Nice. I'll be editing them. So I'll, I'll make sure they're good. Awesome. <laughs> Sounds great. All right. You can find me on Twitter, FF people's champ, this podcast, daily draft, RPRT. Thank you guys very much. Everybody have an amazing weekend. Go Bengals, baby. And we will <laughs> talk to you Monday. 